Okay, good morning and uh, welcome to the Science Podcast with me, Mr Short, Mr Atkinson Hi, folks. and Mr Versailles. Morning, everyone. So, we're a nice day today and we thought we'd uh, talk uh, about holidays and the science, a little bit about the science of holidays. Let's have a... <laughs> see, see what we can come up with in terms of tenuously linking science to holidays. So, I guess the starting point, um, we've also got travelling okay. <laughs> travel there by um, car, plane, boat. Planes, trains and automobiles. Planes, trains and automobiles. Well, Mr Atkinson, it's up to you. You can start off. <laughs> sure. Why don't we just start with the most terrifying one then? Flying. Flying. Yeah, that's a mistake. That should not happen. It's a big piece of metal that we are throwing at 40,000 feet. Exactly, with, you know... 30 to 40,000 kgs of fuel on board and That's interesting, actually. combustible. Yeah, so we've got uh, the principle of flight yeah. to start off with. So the principle of flight is ultimately as long as the generated up thrust is greater than the weight of the object, yeah. you will fly, you will accelerate into the air. Uh, there is actually a thing, so <clears throat> most, I think we might have mentioned this before in a previous podcast, Civilian airliners are designed to fly around about thirty to thirty-five thousand feet, which is about the height of Everest. That's right. Which is, yeah, about the height of Everest. The yeah. shape of the wings and the design of the wings obviously have to fit within regulations for airports, and the overall surface area has a limit on how much up thrust you can generate, which is why they only fly to that height. If you think of Concorde, the All previous right. uh, sort of supersonic jet that uh, could go, I think. You could, it could be, be the so if, the if five hour mark Concord, yeah, Concorde would fly higher because they have bigger wingspan. Exactly, so larger uh, wingspan, greater surface area, more. Do you know? I think the wingspan, the, the size of the wings, was also to stop it um, when it went so fast. There was more turbulence. It was more likely to lose control. Is that right? There's so the I can get to that. I can. Oh, yeah, because I'm pretty sure. Oh my God! Then we jumped into the abyss. What you the the Concorde would fly about twice that height. It would fly around about thirty thousand, eh, sorry, sixty thousand feet. Yeah, less air. And right. yeah, and at that altitude, you approach a a region that pilots call coffin corner. It's literally <laughs> where the up thrust that can be generated, the balance between that and the weight of the object, is so fine that it can literally fall out of the sky. Mm. So if you think of stalling a car, no big deal. Engine just shuts off switch it off and back on again and then on you yeah. go your merry way. Not if you're on the motorway or something. Which... True, right? But in an aircraft, you can actually stall an engine yeah. and fall out of the sky with your engines on one. Because you've got quite a bit. Thrust. As you go up to higher pressure, quite, there's a lot of science up there, yeah. isn't there? Because low pressure. Low, yeah, low, yeah, you're changing pressure. Yeah. Um, but also you've got the fuselage. The fuselage has to maintain the massive changes from atmospheric pressure at the ground to the change in atmospheric pressure really high up and it's, you've got to stop the cracking of the fuselage. My favourite one actually is, have you ever seen, have you ever noticed in the windows of the aircraft there's a tiny little hole at the bottom? Yeah. So that's in essence to do exactly that, is to help yes. the balancing of pressure. Otherwise the windows would break. Cause Otherwise you've got... they would break because the difference in pressure is just too Wait, large. What? So, uh, so there's a hole in the window. There's a hole in it. So I'm going yeah. on a plane. I don't want to do this now. Wait, what? So no, you're actually far outside. safer with a little hole. Not to the outside. Yeah. So there's. Uh, <laughs> now, now, I'm, now I'm putting my son in the window seat. No problem. On you go. It's fine. So there's it's a tiny <laughs> little hole right. at the bottom of the window, equalize and it just pressure. it just helps to equalise pressure. Yeah. So I think one of my, I don't know if this is true now, but um, some of these things <laughs> you hear from a long time ago. 
when people used to smoke on, you could smoke anywhere, mm -hmm. they could spot cracks in the fuselage from the nicotine staining the cracks. Seriously? So it would escape. Uh, well, again, <laughs> we're just chatting. It's not yeah. accurate research information. But I think, that, yeah, I think that's true. When they stopped the smoking on flights, they couldn't spot cracks in the fuselage as easily. Yeah. They can still spot them. Is that a desperate attempt to allow it to keep happening? Right. Yeah. But then we've got... Um, Tell me, no, no, just, just kind of thinking about whether the height and the rest of it, that causes an issue with the combustion. Yes, so, exactly. So you're going to have issues with... Because, obviously, I claim an Everest... Once you reach a certain point, you can't actually um, heat the water up enough to, to hydrate you at that kind of stage, and it becomes that kind of really you get a low, you know, the boiling point. But yeah, it's not enough oxygen to support combustion. So how do they get, they must have something, maybe do they put oxygen in the fuel to make sure that the the fuel would burn, or we have the limits of our ignorance that, now. That, that, that I don't know. Yeah, Because we're at 20% oxygen down here. And as you go higher up, Less the pressure up. drops and the... The one thing I was... That I, oh, does I it still stay 20% <coughs> higher up? It must do. But there's just less pressure, so there's less oxygen. Oh, oh less, less, less able. It's still 20%, but we've got less air, less oxygen, so... Or it gets less able for that air to literally force yeah. its way into your lungs. Um, but the, what I was alluding to earlier, what you mentioned earlier about the, the, the shape and the design of Concorde, yeah. the, obviously because it was... Because it went so fast at full speed, the design of a normal jet engine, the airflow into the engine would have ripped the thing apart yeah. because it's just going too fast. So the shape of the the kind of the inlets for getting the air yeah, it's yeah. kind of a rectangle, a long yeah. rectangular shape yeah. that was deliberately designed to slow the air down as soon as it hit it. So that it didn't go through the engine. Which should increase its friction and resistance and slows the plane down. Well, you would assume, but better to slow the plane That's down than, than, rip it than to rip it apart. You know? yeah. Well, look at how fast I'm going as I fall to the ground in several pieces. Yeah, I think it's sorry, I, sorry, I do have some memory of the normal wings, and as they got the planes going faster and faster, Chuck Yeager who built the sound barrier. Yeah. I think they found out it was an American and British kind of uh, competition, wasn't it? And he oh, finally exactly. lost control of the plane when he reached the speed of sound, and that's yeah. why they changed the design of the wings. I think it's the British, the British that changed the design of the wings to make sure they could break the speed of sound safely. Because yeah. if you've ever flown and you see the wings shaking, yeah. that's horrible, man. Yeah. That's like the world's most powerful laxative. <laughs> right, isn't it? Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, but it's quite funny. You've got the, the balance point between the, the physics behind actually trying to lift a heavy object, and that's that's just my luggage trying to get off the the ground. And the design for um, like Formula One cars, etc., where you're using the spoiler oh, yeah. to to drive yeah. the car down onto the track. They talk about it driving on rails. If you've ever been in a in a like a, a Formula One car, it is incredible. The corner on it, it's it is like you're actually sitting on a on a railway track. It feels like it can't go anywhere wow. other than the round because it feels like it's absolutely locked to the ground. You turn the steering wheel like. This is quite tough to do. Around about uh, 100 speed. miles, um, about 100 miles an hour, it generates enough downforce that it could drive upside down. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's incredible. It really it pushes, literally as you were saying, it pushes the car into the ground so much that it could overcome its own weight, the downforce. Because the alternative is that your, your Formula One car will fly. That's the sense of the basis for the spoiler to actually drive there. Surely there's an experiment there somebody could show off and do a loop the loop in a Formula One car. I'll tell you what though, with it, the, the, the ground clearance, it would need to be an enormous big loop. Yeah, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? But, yes. but in theory, you know, you're, you're right. You know, you are. It's a valid point. 
uh, it, and it would work. Okay. Because then these guys go down the pit lane at a speed that you or I would drive along the motorway, yeah. and that's then going slow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I suppose we've got we've got alloys as well in terms of the planes makeup. In terms of oh, I was thinking strong. alloys on a plane. We <laughs> never looked at the wheels. No, <laughs> no I think they're rubber. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go. Let's go for on holiday. Yeah. Um, and passports, perhaps. I don't know how much we know about passports and the science and passports because now they're all electronic and they're scanned. Like it's not a scan. Do you, you get your no? It's your face no, scan. Isn't face it? scan. So you, the technology recognises your face and then you stamp your passport and it reads the passport and then you can go through. How is it going to Because the photograph that you're actually taking is rubbish yeah. on a passport. And like that could relate back to anybody. You don't always do that now, no, do you? Still use your, you still take your photo, you still need yeah. a photograph for a, for a passport. But I check at the, by the passport guard, surely is less good than them scanning your passport and recognising your face. So they've got an electronic copy of your face and then they match the two up. Because they usually take it from your, like if you've got a driver's licence, you put in your driver's licence number. The same and then they take, yeah, they just take the photo really? from that and then that mm. becomes your passport photo. So long since any of us have been on holiday that... No, no, I'm waiting for a passport <laughs> just now. Don't kid yourself. This is, no, no, the process is still the same. It's still trying to get, need a photograph, still needs to be approved, the right light, the right, the right face. Okay, so um, on holiday, let's go with swimming because that's probably the easiest one to, to start with in terms of science. Um, so water parks and swimming and water clarity and cleanliness. Um, it's a high dosing, well, we all know you. It's always a struggle when you see them coming over to test the water. Are you going to stay in the pool? Are you coming out? <laughs> Everybody out. It's one of the things, I guess, why if you, if you are on holiday, you're not allowed in the pool like, later on at night because they probably dosed the swimming pool. I know this because oh, I did this when I was wee. Uh, we would we would have walked back for the town and we'd we decided to go into the pool because uh -huh. you know the novelty of it and the heat. And when we came out, my um, my coloured shorts had all been kind of bleached oh, really? from there because they they'd obviously dosed oh the water. So God knows what it did to my skin. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, I was pale and Scottish anyway, so it was never going to be too much an issue. But yeah, they, they did. Significant. So don't go in the pool. If they say to you not to go in the pool late at night, don't do it because it's clearly heavily loaded so with chemicals. There's, there's a couple of things there. So we can talk about what's actually put in the pool because we always say chlorine. Yeah, you do, but chlorine's a gas, so it's yeah. not, and it's a poisonous gas, so that feels like problematic. And it's not very soluble either, so it would be quite difficult to use chlorine. I can tell you a funny story about that actually. So okay. last, one of the last times I went to Canada during the summer, uh, my in-laws pool they obviously have to disinfect that and that's what they use but they use chlorine in the form of like a puck it's the shape yeah. of a hockey puck so it won't uh, be chlorine itself uh, so <clears throat> anyway i was given the task of just checking to see was there any left did they need to put another one in so of course i unscrewed the thing and then of course it just hits me yeah, the, like the smell and i was Oh. You're actually really lucky doing that because my brother did the same thing. He had a hot tub at one point, and obviously, if he, he plays around with with a hot tub, he's trying to get the chemical mix right, trying to get it to an appropriate level. I and hadn't really realised when to go and check it. Did exactly what you did, but got the full fumes of yeah. uh, the the, the chlorinated gas that came from there, and obviously that mixing with moisture in his lungs, it said it caused a lot of 
breath issues of burning the that, that full rest. Because I felt that for, you I felt it for a good day or so. <laughs> yeah, after. definitely. And I didn't even stick my head fully down into the thing. It was yeah. you know there was a fair bit. It's distance. not for nothing. We tell people in science classes don't sniff whatever you're handed. It's yeah. royal wave to try and waft it towards your nose because yeah. uh, these things are a high dose of them is is unpleasant. Yeah, but the chlorinated yeah. compounds. So we use those because they're oxidising. Yeah. So what would that have been then? That little puck of chlorine as it was HOCl normally. So that would be a solid, it'd be ionic, so it'd be a solid and it would be soluble. Uh, but you will get the chlorinated smell coming off. But I think in swimming pools, before we had the treatment of the swimming pools, basically people were swimming in swimming pools in days gone by and basically like dilute sewage. <coughs> So let's go to the sewage pool. The water wasn't being no. cleaned. To yeah. be fair, it was good enough for the Rio Olympics, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. So you'd have like, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be very nice. It wouldn't be very pleasant, and you'd get ill. Whereas if you swim outdoors, you've got some sort of clean, cleaning from the natural weeds, bushes, and fish. If there's fish living in it, you're probably all right. And you've got some movement of the water. It's not stagnant. Perhaps there is some movement. Or in a lock, it's quite clean. So in a swimming pool, we need to clean it with bleaching yeah. agent or ozone, ozone's a good oxidizing agent. Yeah. Um, or UV, UV yeah, is the so so like outdoor yeah. pools, etc. Yeah. So outdoor pools are okay. But if you do smell chlorine in the swimming pool, it's generally not chlorine that you're smelling. It's no. generally the organic compounds that are made from the horrible stuff on our bodies that we haven't washed off before we go into the pool, which is nitrogen chlorides. Okay. Um, and smell the chlorine depends on how much people have been in that stage. The more urine, the more chlorinated the smell, basically. Yeah. I think. Thank you. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm beginning to realise why you're in like the, the wee pool with baby pools and the rest of it. So it's, it's not warm for nothing, is it? It's but outside <laughs> pools would be better. Outside pools, you've got the sun uh, clear, Just cleaning up a little clear. bit. Yeah. And these nitrogen chloride compounds, um, yeah, they cause lots of respiratory irritation. So sneezing, and snotty noses, that kind of stuff. Um, oh, all that going in the pool as well. Yum! Which is interestingly what happened, I went outdoor swimming in Little Denny Reservoir one time, and it smelled like a swamp. When we were swimming, it did smell quite swampy. And there's three of us swimming around, we had a good swim, and then we came out, and then the next day, the, the two guys I was swimming with complained of red eyes, itchiness, and a rash. And I just, I don't just remember my nose streaming. And we found out that actually it's quite, it's blue-green algae. That's so blue-green algae, you were in the water, and it is a blue, so it spread, and it yeah. just caused the irritation. Danger to dogs. Yeah. It can kill dogs. Um, but yeah, that wasn't very nice. Something that you should have avoided with Russia. Yeah, perhaps, but you know, <laughs> swimming like a good idea at the time was fine. <laughs> it, it seemed alright, there was just a bit of a whiff. It was... Uh... Okay, other thing, water parks. We've got slides then. Slides are a good place to go next. Water slides and there's physics there. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen some of those ones uh, we can see people kind of coming flying off the sides of these. Yeah, um, have you? Yeah, yeah, that's normally the, the smoke. It's probably leaving myself wide open for this one, but the the wee the wee ones, the wee kids, etc. Suddenly find that they're, they're maybe just that bit lighter, maybe slightly yeah, reduced yeah. level of friction that they've got than than kind of that's been designed for. And you know, coming off the bottom with these slides, and I know I've seen the same sort of thing. I I did accidentally do the same sort of thing to my my uh, youngest son on a set of slides uh, where he was at the top and it'd be raining. Then raining and he was in waterproofs as well 
and we held him at the top of the slide and let him go. And he went like really, really quickly down the slide and cleared. Oh, like he was in water. Oh, so this he was in. He was in. Yeah. So this is dry land. Yeah, so this is dry land. It's the same, the same basis yeah, yeah. behind it because yeah. uh, obviously there he just shot straight down like a friction and he cleared the bottom of the slide Oof. and part of the park and skipped like a stone. Uh, with three or four. It's, it's that kind of point you don't really, you don't know whether you laugh or cry. So yeah. He did both and then shot. Him up. Still pretty funny, but uh, but again, I've seen the same sort of thing happen at, at water parks. Yeah. And, uh, and quite often, like, don't, you don't go down in your like swimming costume. You you might have a mat to sit on to right. help. I was just thinking because you also get the ones that are slightly larger, and then you you lie on those donut things. Yeah, uh, they're good fun. <laughs> you go really quick with them. Probably good indication how fast you're going, given the how. And some of the ones they'll tell you deliberately cross your arms and cross your legs type yeah. of thing because so the limbs in the wrong direction are going. You know, you're you're going down with a significant velocity for some of these. I mean, I remember the one in Tenerife Siam Park. It, it feels like a it feels like a vertical drop. One of the mm -hmm. sections that it's on, and uh, just as you as you come through, and obviously levels out at the bottom, but it's, it's you don't feel like you're really must it. It must be the same kind of feeling that a bullet's going on down through the barrel of a gun. That's, that's what it feels like. You know, which, which leads us to the special properties of water in terms of, I mean, trying to break the surface is quite difficult. Surface tension? Yeah, there, a lot of surface yeah. tension there and hydrogen bonding. I think water should be uh, perhaps a gas at room temperature given by the other oxides in its group, or hydrides rather, in the group. Um, but the hydrogen bonding means it's got higher surface tension. And it's liquid, yeah, which sustains life. But it's very unusual. It's in the same kind of basis that most most materials are in their, their liquid form. You wouldn't yeah. expect them to float, or the solid form. They yeah. wouldn't expect them to float on the, the liquid form of themselves. Which kind of we could talk about the solubility as well. We've talked about you know swimming pools not being that nice and actually being disinfected, but. The stuff that will dissolve in water is huge. It's one of the best solvents on the planet. And if you think about what comes off our bodies and is left in the pool... Isn't it referred to as the universal solvent? Oh, probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, you've got salts coming off. You've got organic compounds that are soluble in it. Um, not all of them, of course. Oils won't dissolve in it. But uh, yeah, loads of stuff. Here's another point. Again, I Don't drink wrong. pool water. Yeah. <laughs> I might be wrong, but with enough time, isn't almost everything water-soluble? No. No? No. So if you've got oil and water, you, you, that won't mix. Yeah. Uh, if you break down the oil, I've actually, heard that something dissolves. With enough time, lots of different materials, even if they're not in the short term, eventually they It might be down. more the fact that what they are are breaking down to something else, to some other smaller components, the molecules become small enough. But, uh, so then we're talking about the Titanic, because they tried to lift the Titanic after a while, and it just got so brittle because it had been just yeah. worn down with seawater. Ah, yeah, that's just rusting, isn't it? Yeah, just... Right, anything else before we, we better wrap up there? Yeah, that's not a bad show. Okay, right, good chat. Happy holidays. Interesting, right. yes. Um, next be. week we're doing, we are going to do art next week. <laughs> art and science, <laughs> which was meant to be this week. 